0: Kadosh Adonai Elohim Sevaot. That's the old J Riders, Jesus Riders greeting. It means, Holy is the Lord God of hosts. Just in case you're wondering, yes, you're tuned into things your pastor won't tell you. I'm your brother, Israel Benjamin. Mrs.
1: Benjamin.
0: And this is one of many shows on the Wildest Flock Network. Um, The Wildest Flock Network consists of shows like Church in the Wild, Sticktourity, Page 1 Bible Study, Married Couples Anonymous, 1982, and Fresh Perspectives. We hope everyone is staying safe and healthy while getting your groceries and, you know, doing your necessities, the the necessary things, you know, making money, whatever it might be uh, during this COVID-19 outbreak. Um, you know, our, our prayers are definitely with our audience that you know uh, you all do well and prosper even in this time of you know uh, pandemic Um, but without further ado we about to get into this yes this is things your pastor won't tell you and today's episode is about the temporariness of heaven Okay. Is heaven actually temporary, or is it actually forever? Like, what is brother Israel talking about?
1: Let us know.
0: I mean, I thought she went over the notes too. She told me she did.
1: <laughs> I did.
0: <laughs> and so, I don't know. She sounds like she's in question again, y'all. <laughs> what do y'all think about that? So. Brother Israel Benjamin is definitely on one again today. Um, And that's probably because you guys may have never heard about how temporary heaven is. Or that there's people that actually get sent on missions from heaven. Or that, you know, there might be jobs in heaven.
1: Yeah.
0: Have you ever heard of any of this?
1: I heard about different assignments that people have in heaven.
0: Um, assignments or special projects. Missions. Missions. <laughs> auxiliaries. I mean, TD wise. <laughs> there's stuff going on in heaven, you know, or from heaven. This should be a head scratcher to y'all. You know what I mean? That part, maybe, yes. Because, okay, so if it's not a head scratcher, then, you know, I would love to talk to you about it. But, for me, it was a head scratcher. You know? uh The, the, the jobs, the assignments in heaven. You know, that there's actually certain capacities that people have to fill in heaven. But brother Israel, myself, <laughs> this cat said that heaven is temporary. This is things your pastor won't tell you. So if your pastor hasn't told you yet, um, I would like to inform you why there's this idea, at least in brother Israel, Benjamin's mind, um, that heaven is temporary Let's get into it. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, first, we're going to take a look at the jobs or at least the assignments. Right? right. Y'all ever heard of a brother named John the Revelator? You ever heard of John the Revelator? You ever heard him called that?
1: I haven't heard of him called John the Revelator before.
0: John the Revelator, not John the Baptist. There's a song that our people used to sing, the ancient, um, <laughs> not ancient. But the uh, the 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 transplanted the diasporic black folk that were placed here mm-hmm. in the land called the United States, they sang songs about John the Revelator. Now, why was he called John the Revelator, Mrs. Benjamin?
1: Because he was revelating. <laughs> because, because revelations.
0: He, boom. <laughs> He was the one that wrote about the revelation of Jesus Christ, also known as the Book of Revelations. We love to put S's on things that ain't got no S on.
1: There ain't no S.
0: <laughs> it's just revelation. True. <laughs> revelations, y'all. Thought
1: it had S. <laughs> Let's get
0: into Revelations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we about to get into Revelation. Um Revelation chapter 19 verse 10. Um while John the Revelator was touring heaven, he actually had a tour guide. But yes. this tour guide he he looked peculiar. Mm-hmm. But the the tour guide himself, he actually told us who or what he was yes. twice Yep. because John was tripping off how this brother looks. And this brother had an amazing look. It was a very, very astounding look. A look so astounding that we going to actually take a look at the scripture and see what it says. All right. <laughs> All right. Revelation chapter 19, verse 10 says this. And I fell at his feet to worship him, but he said to me, see that you do not do that. I am your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. <laughs> So, Sounds like his job Was a tour guide (laughs) This brother Showed John some stuff In heaven And John was tripping off Of what he saw He was bugged out And John fell down At the feet Now this John Was the same John That walked with Jesus Who laid his head on Jesus's bosom Mm -hmm. who said that he outran Peter to Jesus's grave. Yep. After Jesus was risen and like him and Peter was always in competition, but here he ain't competing with this dude. Right. Peter was known or is known as the first Pope, even though Peter had a wife and a mother-in-law, a whole little, (laughs) <laughs> everything that the Romans are against Roman Catholics are against um, you know popes getting married but Peter had that you know mm-hmm. the scripture says it um, and that's not a knock on uh, the Romans just you know that kind of thinking that maybe you know you can't get married if you serving in you know priesthood or whatnot. not mm-hmm. um, so it's a knock on that but not the people <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, anyhow Um, what's the point? The point was that the same John who competed with Peter, right? And Peter was actually the one that God appointed of the apostles to go out and reach the Gentiles. He's the same one that God anointed and Peter stood up and started preaching in Acts chapter two. He was the first one. Now, John was competing with him. Okay. But this fella John's not competing with. No. Here we see John actually bowing down to the dude.
1: He thinks that he's above him, that the guy is above him.
0: He must think that this dude has some kind of angelic angelic power or or even godlike power or godlike essence. Mhm. But even with that angelic power and or godlike essence, the dude was like, "Nah, I'm just a dude and I'm a tour guide. I'm just showing you heaven right now. That's that's my job." Right. That's that's what I do. Don't worship me, homie. I'm just like you. We just we the same type. We we of your I'm of your brethren.
1: Servant just like you. <laughs>
0: um and just to confirm this, right, that he's he's that's what he's saying. Because many of y'all might be like, well, he ain't said that. How do you know that? He said it again. He said it again in Revelation chapter 22, verse nine. Actually, um, let's go to verse eight. Okay. Now I, John, saw and heard think these things, right? And when I heard and I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel, of the angel,
1: Thought it was an angel
0: The feet of the angel Angel means sent one Right Or not a sent one Angel means messenger rather Um, Angelos Like evangelos uh, Evangelion The word angel is in the midst of the word Evangelion Which is the equivalent to um Our English evangelism So mm-hmm. an Evangelist is therefore messenger a messenger or an angel, angel. Oh. so this angel this this messenger right who was given the message still had some kind of this or that about himself john bowed down to worship at his feet it says But this is what that angel said to John. What'd he say? He said, see see that you do not do that. For I am your fellow servant, your fellow servant, and of your brethren, the prophets. I'm one of the prophets. I'm just one of the guys, bro. You actually helped to write the New Testament, John. Mm -hmm. And I'm just one of the prophets, like we we the same homie you know and of those who keep the words of this book mm-hmm. worship God is what the dude said yep but the dude had this glory on him he had this glory so that he could do this job or this assignment in heaven so Jesus also said in another passage that your brother Israel Benjamin failed to actually um list here but your brother Israel Benjamin going to bring it to you anyway. Here right, we go. Now. Right? Um they were asking Jesus about, you know, the resurrection and so forth. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, "Oh no, you're going to be like the angels in the in the uh, you know, resurrection." He said, "Y'all erring that y'all don't know the scriptures because God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so he is therefore not the God of the dead, but of the living. And if he's still the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, guess what that means, ninja? They living. That that means they're alive. That means there's a resurrection. Heavy, 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 heavy. Some, somebody might have missed that when they read that in the scriptures. But, you know, we're going to give it to you. We're going to give it to you. But that wasn't even the point. Jesus said, yeah, man, people ain't going to be given in marriage, nor are they going to be married. So there's no arranged marriages in heaven and ain't nobody married in heaven. He said, you'll be as the angels. Now, how deep that is, I don't exactly know. However, John looked at this brother with the glory that God put on him and he saw him as something or someone to be worshiped. And he fell down and worshiped and the dude had to tell him twice. Get your butt up. (laughs) right, Negro, get your butt off the floor.
1: Don't revere me. I'm not one to be revered is what he was saying. So, yes. I just wanted to add, just in case you guys wanted to check, Brother Benjamin, that that statement he just quoted is from Matthew 22, verse 30 to
0: 31. How about that? Matthew chapter 22 For my fact checkers For my Bereans out there Be like the Bereans Get in the scriptures And you know what Mrs. Benjamin was doing just that (laughs) (laughs) She was like Is he lying Let me see Nah But um Yeah Matthew Speaking of Matthew We gonna deal with Matthew a little bit more um, what'd you think about the amount of transfiguration?
1: Hmm. For me, I thought that that was like a real glorious expression, or well, a small expression of um, God's power and His ability to show us who He, what He can do. Um, for me, just having uh, Moses and Elijah show up to talk to Jesus and to John the Baptist. And was it Peter also?
0: Not John the Baptist. Not John the Baptist. I'm sorry. John, John the Revelator. Revelator.
1: John the Revelator. And um James. James um, just shows that they have the jobs in heaven and that they're alive. Like they're still doing work.
0: Yeah. So it's a trip. Moses, who was a dead man on earth, um, whose body was buried either by God or an angel, um, according to the scriptures. Uh, And then Elijah, who never died. These two showed up Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and started speaking to Jesus. They, They hung out with him for a minute. Mm hmm they were dispatched from their ethereal dwelling to come and speak to Jesus here on earth. Now Jesus is God, right? Jesus is God and he's also man. Mm-hmm. Now the human side was about to experience some excruciating this and that. Yeah. And his God side had to submit to that nonsense now I say nonsense, not saying that his sacrifice for us is nonsense, but the nonsense of the abuse, those who were abusing him, you know, that was some straight up nonsense. And then the people that sold him out, what they did was nonsense. Mm-hmm. But God used that for our own redemption. Now that's getting deeper into the theology But we're a little lighter on the shallow side Talking about these people's jobs Right (laughs) (laughs) And you know I'm not afraid to deal with theology But I know a lot of your pastors deal with that theology And that's a beautiful thing And that's wonderful And I think that's something that needs to be held on to and grasped But This here that we're presenting to you Is things Your pastor won't tell you Yeah Exactly All right. so, these cats had jobs. Like they showed up, they they went on assignment, and then the 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 a similar thing happened. A similar thing happened yep. to what we just read about in the book of Revelation. Yep. These brothers, they was in awe when they saw it. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Peter was like, "Yeah, man, we should build these cats some tabernacles. One for Jesus, one for Moses." and one for Elijah cuz we know that these ain't no just regular people. You know, they they got all this glory, there's something amazing about them. This is the time that Jesus' face started shining. Mm-hmm. Um and it 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 tripped them out, you know, the mount of transfiguration. He was transfigured and then his glory started to show. You know, and and Jesus warned his uh apostles, his disciples not to go out and tell anybody. This is G uh, uh Peter, James and John. On the mountain with Jesus, where Moses and Elijah showed up. Now, that's a trip. That's a trip. Because here we have in the book of uh, Revelation, Revelations, uh, we have in that book, them talking about, or in or, or, verse 22, verse 9, um, my dude said, I'm of your brethren, the prophets. The prophets yep. Now, here we have two prophets. Mm-hmm. Two very, very major prophets. And one prophet was incredible because the first five books of the Bible were written by him. Yeah, God spoke to him face, by, face to face. God showed his glory to him. Yep. And um, the tablets were given to him. With the, the Ten Commandments. Commandments. Yep. And they showed up on assignment to talk to Jesus before Jesus was to die. Right. Now, what, what do you think about Elijah's persecution while he was here on the earth? How could Elijah possibly relate to Jesus? Well, if you don't know. You don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I just think it's uh, similar, uh, in the fact that, you know, um, Elijah, could have been betrayed by his whole nation just like Jesus was. Okay. Um when Elijah went up against the prophets of Baal. Mm-hmm. You know, uh and the trippy thing about it is uh the Pharisees, the Sadducees and the chief priests and all them, they called themselves worshiping, you know, the most high God and and not Baal. Uh, but then they accused Jesus of following Baal. They're like, yeah, you would be Elzebub. That's how you cast out demons. Mm-hmm. They're, they like try to put it on Jesus, you know, with their own fathers did. How anyways, there's some correlation there. And so I think that Elijah was coming to comfort Jesus, even though Elijah never died. Mm-hmm. He faced the threat of people coming to kill him right and moses he had his whole nation wary him you know and they're on a mission to speak to jesus and to comfort him you know for what he's about to face to get him ready you know like hey you have a purpose like how we had a purpose Mm -hmm. you know moses and Elijah, you know, they, they foreshadowed Jesus in a few different ways, such as, um, Elijah ra- he raised a dead person. Um, he walked, uh, uh across some, actually he split some waters and mm-hmm. Jesus actually walked on the water mm-hmm. and same thing Moses did. Moses, uh, split some waters and then, you know, Jesus walked on the water. Mm-hmm. Um, Moses you know, talk to God and then they were presented bread from heaven. And then Jesus, he talked uh, to the, to the father, you know, and and then he gave them himself as the bread of heaven. And then also he, he, he brought them, you know, uh, of the seven loaves, he multiplied them and gave them, you know, food and, you know, just food out of nowhere. There's there's all these parallels, you know, that connects.
1: And, um, if you look at it, Moses he was sent to save God's children from Egypt Mm. and Jesus came to save the world.
0: He, he came to save his people from their sins and the entire world ended up getting saved because his people had the wrong idea. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: And Moses was told, you know, well, his brother, Aaron, you know, to present sacrifices for the sins of people that had to be Mm -hmm. continuously done Mm -hmm. while Jesus came and he was that sacrifice.
0: He was that sacrifice, all those parallels. And so, of course, they were sent to comfort him. Um, But the point that we're making is that Moses and Elijah, they didn't get to heaven and just chill there. Mm -hmm. They were sent down on a mission. Yeah. They had a job.
1: Yep, had a job to do.
0: Um, yeah, so that in itself, just because you're sent away from heaven on assignment, that doesn't make heaven temporary. That might mean that you get a little break and you get to go into the world to do something. Um, as a matter of fact, let's look at that scripture real quick. Uh, Matthew chapter 17 verse 13 or verse 3 excuse me matthew 17 verse 3 and that's the one we was talking about uh the transfiguration actually we'll start at verse 1.
1: all right now after six days jesus took peter james and john his brother led them up on a high mountain by themselves and he was transfigured before them His face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as the light and behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them talking with him.
0: Yo, his face was shining like the sun and his clothes became white as the light. Yeah. Um, some miraculous stuff happening. Uh, but You got Moses and Elijah, dead people, or at least a dead person, and then a person who never died, who entered eternity, you know, in a chariot of fire, showing up to talk with him. Um, Peter, he came up with this idea. He was like, it's good for us to be here. Jesus, if you want me to, I'm going to make some tabernacles because people need to come and see this. Mm-hmm. The Tabernacle, remember the tabernacle of meeting? Yep, where uh, the, the, the Israelites met with the Mosai, and the Mosai would come and smoke out the tabernacle and scare the people away. Yeah, and they had to worship God outside because his presence was too thick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter was like, Yeah, we want to have a dwelling place or an interaction place where the people can interact with jesus moses and elijah so that way they could see that this is really the messiah this is the real deal but that wasn't the plan
1: Mm-mm.
0: it wasn't even a plan um but they were there on a mission that's what we're <laughs> that's what we were saying
1: and another thing i wanted to say was um in john five seventeen. It says, My father has been working until now and I have been working. That was Jesus speaking. So it says if God the Father is in heaven still working, Jesus mm. working, and the Holy Spirit we saw a few times him in the Old Testament being sent down to do perform different jobs and assignments and going back. They working, what makes us think that we gonna just be sitting around?
0: Yeah, a lot of people have these conceptions from their pastors. And I'm not saying that all pastors are saying this or all pastors are wrong, but there are some people who are sent on assignment. Yeah. From heaven. Mm-hmm. Um and we know for sure that uh there was that rich man who was begging that um Lazarus would be sent back to go talk to his brothers or whatnot. And um. It wasn't that, no, nobody, um, you know, uh, uh, gets sent back. It was like, no, if they don't believe the prophets, what will make you think that they'll believe a dead man? Right. A a man that came back from the dead. That's what Abraham's point was. Abraham didn't say, nah, he can't. He can't. Nah, man, that's impossible because he didn't say that. No. He said that. If they don't believe the prophets Then what makes you think They are gonna believe Lazarus
1: Right And then I'm like Thinking I'm like Jesus came down in the flesh You know to With both speaking Preaching And showing signs mm. And They still didn't believe So <laughs> At all
0: He <laughs> resurrected the own. dead Yeah
1: And they did not receive him
0: Yo anyway. The um the next point, right? This is the point about the temporariness of heaven. Heaven isn't temporary just because people get sent on assignment. But, by the way, people mm-hmm. do get sent on assignment from heaven. Yes. Okay? Um. But that doesn't mean that heaven is temporary. Now, we'll look at the scripture that does say heaven is temporary. You ready? Ready. Now. At least two of the three synoptic gospels, synoptic, same view, gospels, Matthew, Mark and Luke, Mm -hmm. at least two. Definitely Matthew and Luke. I'm not 100% sure about Mark, but I'm pretty dang on sure that Mark also says that Jesus said this. Verse 35, heaven and earth will pass away but my words will by no means pass away. Now, is this the same character uh, of language that Jesus used when he said that if you don't hate your father or mother, you're not worthy of me? Is that is that the same type of language? Is that the same figurative speech? Is he using figurative speech here? Um, I don't think so. Why not?
1: Because uh, to me, when you use strong language, like "it," will, the word will is like he's saying that this is going to happen. It's a definitive statement. Yeah.
0: It's a definitive statement. Um, he He also said this, though, Mrs. Benjamin, you ready? Go ahead. He said that if your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. He did say that. And he also said, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you.
1: hmm If-then statements.
0: Right, okay. <laughs> oh, so why aren't those definitive?
1: Well to me, I feel like he was trying to explain like to give uh, to kind of almost in a sense like a parable to give people an idea uh, or point of reference to understand like, Hey, if you, this happens and this is how extreme it is. This is what you need to do. Good. Um, That's what I think. And, but when in the other statement, when he said heaven and earth will pass away, but his words won't, we know that the Bible is true. We know that, you know, what is written is, you know, from the breath of God. So, he's basically saying when you say will, it's like you said, definitive, he's saying this will happen. And not only that, when you read more into, you know, later on what we're gonna to touch on, he it's explained to John the Revelator what will happen.
0: Boom. John the Revelator caught vision of it, and this is something that we'll see in a second. Um, there are devices in the scriptures themselves that show the difference between a definitive statement and a comparison yeah. such as if you do not love your or if you do not hate your father or mother you know you're not worthy of the kingdom um this if right Mm -hmm. this if if this if is a condition now this conditional statement is used Oftentimes, to paint a picture. Mm-hmm. If your right hand causes you to sin, if your right eye causes you to sin. Now, how can your hand or your eye cause you to sin when your hand and your eye don't have brains themselves? They don't have their own brains.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You have a brain. Free-
1: I'm just thinking, um, well, when you say, for example, if your eye causes you to stumble, it's like with your eyes you perceive uh images or information which then is transferred into your psyche which causes you to either act in two ways you're going to act out you know uh, towards what you see uh you you allow your flesh to direct you or you can make a decision not to abide by your flesh and so you use your use your eyes and your hands to commit those acts um but your brain is actually in there. So I think I can't remember exactly where it is. It's either in James, um, where it speaks about, um, sin, you know, it starts you know, how it starts. It plants the seed in it. Well, it grows. Um, I'd have to find the actual scripture. Yeah. Um, but it, it, temptation temptation is,
0: it, is, is, is your, your, it's your own thing. God doesn't tempt anyone to sin is what the scripture yeah. says. It says, um, but you know, when, when that seed's planted, that seed of temptation is planted you know, it's your own flesh, it's your own desires, it's your own lusts that, that you know, grows into full sin, you know, and um, the wages of sin is death is what another scripture says. Yes. Um. So uh, hating your father and your mother. Now, does the scripture now render null and void the old scripture or is that scripture? Out of harmony with the old scripture. That says honor your father and mother. If you hate your father and mother. How can you honor them? Right? Yeah. And Jesus actually got on the Pharisees. For. Teaching people to dishonor their father and mother. And so therefore. Either. If he was serious about that. Then obviously something's wrong. Right?
1: Could appear that way.
0: If he was serious about mm-hmm. somebody uh, if hating. If he was
1: serious, yeah. Then it would be a country. So
0: therefore, it is a caricature. It is merely a device that is used to paint the picture of how extreme your love for God should be. Yeah. It should be so strong that you won't compromise your relationship with God for your father and your mother. For anybody, and and yes, exactly for anybody. Your father and your mother um, today, nowadays, I don't know how close those relationships are, but back then they meant a lot. Mm-hmm. They they had very h- strong and high value, um, and and you know that should go the same for today. You know anybody that you're close to. Um, your love for God should be so much greater than for any other person that if it came down to it, that person, you know, wanting you to subvert God's will over, you know, uh, or, or yeah, that if it came down to it, you actually, um, subverting what they want you to do for God's will should make them feel like they're being hated. Mm-hmm. Not because you do hate them, but because your love for God is that much more extreme than what they want. Like, you know, uh, a girl begging, you know, a a man of God to, you know, step outside of God's will or the same thing for a woman of God being begged by a man to step outside of God's will or anybody begging you to step outside God's will, you know, for for their purposes, even things that, you know, seem like it's a, a feel good thing, you know. Um, the love for God should be so extreme to where the person should actually feel that that distance that's being created between you and them over your choice for God, mm-hmm. because they want you to disobey God's will. Now we all over the place right now.
1: <laughs> Important information, nonetheless.
0: We talking, we talking. Now, why do we bring up those things? We brought those things up to say that. What Jesus said was absolutely a definitive statement. And that definitive statement was heaven and earth will pass away. Right. Heaven and earth will pass away. He's saying that beyond the shadow of a doubt. And he said that in all three of the synoptic gospels and the only person uh, who wrote the gospels who didn't say that was John, John, the revelator. Revelator. But the revelator wrote that that's what's going to happen. In the book of Revelation. Yes. He Revelations. Said, plural.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'll get to that later. <laughs>
0: mm. Yeah. It's not in this gospel. Um, but it ended up being written down in the book of revelation. Revelation chapter 21 verses one through three says this.
1: Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also,
0: And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. Now, it said that heaven and earth passed away.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And did we read that there was a new one? Yep. We read that there was a new heaven and a new earth. Um, And then it says that God's dwelling would be with men. And then it said that John was carried away in the Spirit, and he was put upon a high mountain, and God showed him the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. Verses 22 through 24 say this But I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city had no need of the Son or of the moon to shine in it for the glory of God illuminated it. The lamb is its light. Oh, and 24, right? (laughs) (laughs) And the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light and the Kings of the earth bring their glory and honor to it. Now. People. Talk all the time When I get to heaven When we get to heaven Song after song Mm -hmm. About when we get to heaven And now we see In the book of Revelation That even heaven Is gonna be destroyed
1: Gonna go away
0: From what we understood Right From what we understood Most of the time (laughs) For those of us Who didn't dig too deep in the scriptures And those of us Who who may have dug deep in the scripture But we you know have been trained By very many people That God Dwells in heaven Mm -hmm. But here it says that God will make his dwelling On earth with man
1: Yeah A New heaven and a new earth
0: Now There's a another scripture that says that heaven is his throne and earth is his footstool. So how in the heck can he be contained in heaven? Too big for it. There's no way for all of outer space to contain God. All of outer space, which science describes as this phenomenal expanse. And I actually believe that science, that space is this huge expanse and it's ever expanding. But nonetheless, it says that God's throne is heaven and earth is his footstool. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a heck of an image. Yeah. Now is that a literal image Or is it a Concept to be grasped
1: Just to show how big he is
0: I think it's a concept I think that um, This concept right Because if earth is his footstool Right and God is spirit Right Mm -hmm. God is spirit And he's omnipresent Ain't he yeah, That mean he's everywhere. Everywhere, uh-huh. his foot actually goes in and through the dang on earth. Then mm-hmm. that footstool, but then again, that means he got small feet because he he got all of heaven as his seat. He's sitting on all of heaven. Mm-hmm. I don't think God got small feet. <laughs> no. I think that his feet is big enough to support that big spirit that he is. And so they painted a picture for us saying that heaven is his throne and earth is his footstool. So that way we can understand the, the extremely hugeness, you know, the, 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 I was going to say the expanse. But to, to understand that, you know, actually heaven can't contain God, neither can earth, but he makes himself dwell in places just like he came and dwelt in the, the temple, just like he showed up in an earthly human body. You know, his word showed up in that essence uh, of, a, of a man. And here it says that, you know, heaven will pass away and so will earth, Um And so it's like, well, where will God be and where will we be? I think God is going to be where he always was standing outside and inside of everything all at the same time, even if he's standing in nothing. Hmm. Heaven is nothing. Heaven is nothing just like earth is nothing. Now, when I say heaven is nothing, right, it's phenomenal. But he's gonna destroy it God bless you Thank you And so since God is gonna destroy Heaven Then that means that, that That's not the place that we should be Super duper excited about Going to mm. I mean okay. we should be excited Because we know that Somebody that we need to Connect with is there Yeah and if we're excited because there's someone to connect with is there, then there should be no tears when we hear that he's going to destroy it. Mm-hmm,
1: Cause he's still there.
0: It shouldn't be a problem for heaven to be temporary. Mm-hmm. If we're going to heaven and we're excited about heaven because God is there, but God is going to destroy heaven. Then wherever God is, shouldn't we be excited? Yeah. When we experience his presence here on earth, shouldn't we be excited?
1: Yes sir
0: But this earth is temporary And it's about to get folded up like a scroll Heaven and earth are going to be rolled up like a scroll Mm -hmm. And where is it going to go I don't know Do I care Not that much As long as I get to be where God is Yes Whether it's here When he shows up And I get to experience him Right And that doesn't mean that he's not here right now But there's these times where you get to experience God's presence, when you get deep into worship and you get to experience his presence, when you get to just dwell in his fullness and you're just floored and, and there's this exuberance, like, Oh man, can I just spend every single waking moment right there where he is just where he is. It doesn't have to be, you know, anywhere nearly as, Beautiful and glorious as heaven is described as But he wants to show us that He wants us to have that glory He wants us to dwell in that beauty And so of course I want that Mm -hmm. But can I just be where he is? Can we just be excited about being where God is? God said he's going to dwell with man on earth But he also said he's going to destroy the earth that we know And the heaven that we know so since these things are going to be destroyed Mrs. Benjamin mm-hmm. As we read in the scriptures
1: mm-hmm.
0: Where's your mindset? Where are you trying to be at?
1: In the presence of God Wherever that is I was trying to look up I know in the Psalms it talks about Better is one day in your court Than a thousand, thousand elsewhere Amen. And so and to me, when I think about heaven, for example, when I think about hell, right? It's the, you're away from the presence of God. So to me, the opposite will be true. Heaven is being in God's presence. Um, so wherever he is, that is heaven.
0: That's where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's this other one says, that says, whom have I in heaven, but thee mm-hmm. and on earth, there is nothing that I desire, but thee. Mm hmm. My flesh and my heart may fail. However, the Lord is my portion mm-hmm. forever.
1: Yeah. Yo. Sound like something David said.
0: Ain't that something that, that, that you want? That's something that I want. Mm-hmm. I I just want to be in God's presence. Yes. This ain't no diss to everybody who wants to go to heaven. Of course you do. Yeah. But God said he's going to destroy it. So, what do you want more? Do you want heaven or do you want God?
1: You want... The created thing or the creator?
0: That's it. That's it. Everybody wants glory. Everybody wants fame. Everybody wants to, to feel that that source of contentment. You know, that's, that's what God, you know, provides. And then when we start looking at the things that God provides, as opposed to God himself, we can be distracted. We can get pigeonholed into thinking, oh, yeah, I got this great girl. I just want to spend forever with her. Oh, I got this, you know, great job, man, if I could always feel like I'm on top of my game, you know, man, I do this wonderful art. How come I just can't always feel like I'm, you know, killing it with this, this creativity, Mm -hmm. you know, how come I just can't be doing this one thing that gives me this sense of pleasure, but God gave you the ability to get this sense of pleasure and Mm -hmm. so eyes need to be focused on him
1: and when they're not uh, many times he'll uh, makes uh, allow things to happen so that they will be
0: and and though that's that's the thing that happens for his kids Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's, there's a lot of other people who are in the world who are on that slippery slope you know their feet are set on on a slippery slope and and You know, um, when they fall, right, hopefully, you know, they'll be broken. And when they're broken, they'll be able to get up, you Mm -hmm. know. But then this is what Messiah said. Um, There's those who fall on the cornerstone and those who the cornerstone falls on. Mm -hmm. He says, you know, he who falls on the rock will be broken but he on whom the rock falls will be crushed and ground into powder. Wow. So, yeah. We'll leave you with that. <laughs> um, heaven it's temporary. I talked a lot. I kind of bounced all over the place because I don't have a manuscript. I'm trying to adopt a new format. Um, I'm probably going to edit some of this stuff out and you may not have heard all this talking that I did and, uh, Mrs. Benjamin, what you think about this all?
1: I think it's just important to know, like, it's important for us to read the words so we can know exactly what's going to happen because... Uh, the Bible it was given to us, I believe, as our instruction manual, depending on how you read it. Um, the Old Testament is a lot of, you know, you could say recounts of stories. But in those stories, you learn lessons about life and how um, God works and how, you know, and it also shows um, our people and how uh, we are. We've never been this perfect people, but it just demonstrates God's love for us. So
0: Amen.
1: Um, being able to understand who he is and what he expects and how he loves and how he forgives is a blueprint for us. And so yeah, it, heaven being temporary is is irrelevant when you know who has you, who loves you, who mm. provides for you and no matter what happens around around you, knowing that he's in control, then the world can fall apart and you can
0: still be at peace with him. Amen. Amen. And with that said, I want to say That my mind is made up about the matter Until God says otherwise This brief glimpse of scripture Is not meant to make up your mind for you But perhaps to present to you Things your pastor won't tell you Until next time I'm your brother Israel Benjamin
1: And I'm Mrs. Benjamin
0: Shalom And